Well, good afternoon. Hey, thank you for praying with me today. I'm so, uh, I'm honored, really. I, I love this time of day. We put everything else aside, and we may disagree on certain issues, but at least we can unify in prayer, right? And that's the thread that will bind us all together. It's what changes things. I'm telling you, it will change the future of this country. And I really want to invite you to please pray for the United States of America. Pray for our leaders. Pray that God gives us, in his mercy, the right candidate, right? That he holds back his hand of of justice for the great offenses that we have uh, as a nation are committing against him. That will protect us from degeneration, from disaster, from disease, from war. And uh, let's pray, especially for one of the great sins of our day, and that's that's abortion, right? For the killing of innocent children. There's such parallels between what took place with slavery and abortion. I, I won't get into it right now because we have to pray, but maybe after this is over, or maybe a little later in the show, I'll do that. I was thinking about it earlier. Kind of kind of eerie uh, parallels. Um, it's a dark chapter in U.S. history. We're going to look back at life the same way. So today, on this day in which uh, the United States uh, bishops ask us to pray and to fast in reparation for the sin of abortion, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Um, let's uh, let's continue. Let's continue to do that. All right. Um, great day. Great day to pray. This is a prayer, by the way, uh, that Saint Faustina. The origins of this very prayer are rooted in encounter she had uh, with an angel of wrath going to destroy a city and the city's crime, the sin of abortion. It was the abortion capital of her country. And uh, the Lord gave her this prayer, and it held back the wrath of God. So I'm going to pray. My my intention today is not only for you, uh, but to heal the wounds of anyone who's made the mistake of abortion and to uh, convert the hearts of those involved in that industry and hold back the hand of the mother who who's thinking about this right now. I'm praying today with my uh, producer, Maggie. It's always good to have her here. She is uh, in studio with us. Maggie, I know you're a little bit under the weather today. I am, so you're going to have to you're forgive me stuffy. if I sound really <laughs> stuffed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so prayers uh, that my sinuses clear <laughs> soon because I would really love to sleep. <laughs> How Are you sleeping okay or not so much uh, it's, with the baby? I, it's, it's hard to sleep. I, I'm not a mouth breather, so it's really hard to sleep. Uh, that's good. And you don't snore. You're not a mouth breather. That's not great. I snore. I that's do good. not. Well, that's good because I know uh, you and I were talking about it before the show. It's like, you know, I said, are you a back sleeper, a side sleeper? Yeah. And when you're pregnant, you really can't sleep on your stomach and you really can't sleep on your back. I so know. You're going to have to get used to get one of those big body pillows. I know. But we'll pray for you. Thank but it's you. fun. You're four months in. I know. You know, a few more months to go. It's going to be fun. It's we'll, worth it. We're tracking. We're praying for Maggie here. Um, and we're going to pray for you too. I, I want to pray for Rick Harrison. Does that name sound familiar to you? Rick Harrison is the uh, guy you've seen on on Pawn Stars, right? I just heard over the weekend that he has a son named Adam. He, he's, he's dead at the age of 39. I, it was a uh, drug-related death. And, and I don't know whether fentanyl was involved in it, and I don't have all the details, but uh, my heart goes out to the uh, to the Harrison family, especially Rick. Um, Rick also has two other sons, Corey and, and Jake. So that family is certainly, certainly suffering right now. So I just um, want to pray for him. I hear these type of stories. Also, uh, we had a friend of the show. His name was Deacon Bob Ellis, and he was a great proponent. He worked for the uh, World Apostle of Fatima, and he died not too long ago. I'm sure a lady uh, came and took him to heaven. But about six weeks ago, his granddaughter, uh, Cecilia, she gave birth to, to twins. She had a boy, 
and a little girl. The boy's name was Severus, and the girl's name was was Rosalia. To my knowledge, they were born just a couple weeks early, but they were healthy. They didn't need any NICU time other than the little boy Severus having a brief stint. And then he had RSV two weeks ago, this respiratory ailment that's going around. Well, yesterday morning, his mother, Cecilia, woke up, and they found that little Rosalia died. She passed away in her sleep. And they just say that the mother right now is not only grieving, but she's inconsolable. Um, she's sleepless. She's haunted with fear now for for her little boy. And um, let's just pray for that mother who's really going through um, what is just a, an incredibly, incredibly difficult time. So our heart goes out to you, Cecilia, and, and to your whole family. Uh, one other uh, intention here, this person is uh, Drew, Maggie, and all the prayer warriors, I need your prayers for a problem at my job. My student was pulling the cord out of the iPad. So I tapped her on the hand and told her to stop. Other aides saw, and they reported that I hit her. The student didn't did say, don't hit me. And they've reported me to the administration. My job could be at stake. It's a big thing for school districts, so please... Would you pray? Would you ask everyone to pray that my job will not be affected? Although I'm praying, I am very worried. I understand that. You could lose your job over something like that. She says, please keep this anonymous. Um, But I believe and I pray with you many times. I know nothing's impossible with God. Please help me through prayers of surrender. So let's pray right now. Let's pray for her and for all the intentions that you have in all these really difficult situations. Uh, let's turn to our merciful Savior in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus. But the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trusted you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll go to uh, our first caller. That's Gail. She's calling us from Lamont, Illinois. Hi, Gail. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. How are you? I'm well today. Thank you. I'm calling. I, I always listen to your show. I love your show. Thanks. And Maggie, I'm praying every single day. I hope to God your Lord watches over you. 
I hope you feel better, and I hope you have a blessed baby. I am expecting a granddaughter at the same time as you. Oh, God bless you. That's so wonderful. Yes, and I'm calling about my husband. I lost him yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay strong for my children, my four adult children and all my grandchildren. I'm going to have seven grandchildren. Um, right now I have six, but um, I just, I need strength. Any prayers? Yeah, I'm so and, sorry. And um, thank you, Anna. I just want my kids to be all right. Wow. How many years were you married, Gail? Thirty-seven. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. I'm so sorry. You're so, you're so strong. I mean, I I don't think I could even speak today. You know, if I had lost my mm-hmm. spouse like you, and I know you have to be strong for your for your children, for your family. Um, I do. They're all working with me. They're trying to help me with bills and yeah. organizing things. And, I'm a little disorganized right here. Well, Gail, you know, I, I always like to say that we uh, we're created to live forever. We don't really die, right? We, we will be yeah. together one day again with the Lord. And I'm sure your husband was a good man. And um, let's, the best. Let's, yeah, let's pray for him now, okay? And, and and his mother, his mother's still alive, and she's she's having a real hard time right now. Yeah, it goes against the natural order to lose a child. <laughs> She's 83 years old. She says, I'm not supposed to bury my kid. I know. It's so sad. I, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's pray for you right now. We'll pray for her. Lord, I want to pray for those who mourn. And I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for this reality that one day we will be reunited with those that we love. And we pass this great test called life. Give us the grace to reject sin, to grow in holiness and virtue, so that we may be with you, Lord, for all eternity and in perfect union with those who have gone before us. I do pray now, Lord, also for the souls in purgatory, for those who have no one to pray for them, those who are forgotten, and those who most need our prayers. And I want to pray for those now approaching the hour of death. I ask you to be merciful to them. Pray for the hour of my own death and those who pray with me, and of course those who have gone before us. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right our next call comes from joliet illinois hi kathleen good afternoon good afternoon drew I want to pray for my friend's daughter, Lynette. She has cancer, and the doctor said it's stable, but she's getting terrible, terrible headaches. And I want to pray for a miracle that the cancer doesn't go there and pray that God will continue to have mercy on her. Amen. Let's lift that up right now, okay? We will pray um, for you, too. I know you didn't ask for anything personally, but, Lord, I do pray for uh, Kathleen's friend's daughter, um, who has cancer. I want to pray for those who have crippling headaches, um, those who are waiting test results, uh, 
them or those who are going through treatment. But I give you cancer. This is a reoccurring theme every day here and every day I petition you. You said, knock and the door will be opened. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. So we pray with persistence, Lord, and we pray with trust. And I pray for protection for those who do not have cancer, especially those of our loved ones, that they can be protected from this wretched disease. But I pray that your precious blood and your mercy envelop those who are currently in the fight with it as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us. Us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Before we go to our next call, and that'll be Lupe in Paramount, California. We go to Maggie. She is uh, with us today, taking a lot of your intentions off of social media. My phone lines here fill up pretty quickly. So give me a couple ways to connect. You can always call 888-914-9149. That's the studio number, 888-914-9149. I'll bring you in here to, to us and um, maybe we'll get lucky to get through. Uh, if you can't, then Maggie's eyes are on our social media. If you are watching on YouTube or on Facebook, you can leave your intentions there. If you want to use uh, our X account, our handle for Twitter is at Drew. Mariani Show, at Drew Mariani Show, and uh, Maggie monitors the Twitter page. It's a great way to connect, okay? And of course, send me your answer prayers. I'll throw that one at you too. Uh, tomorrow, I'll share a bunch of them. Thank you for writing. A lot of people have been saying, hey, Drew, you're not going to believe this miracle. Uh, Drew at RelevantRadio.com. That's the email for the show, Drew at RelevantRadio.com. Maggie, what's coming in? Uh, I just wanted to lift this one up first, Drew. Our colleague, Neil, uh, clued me into this earlier today. He said, have you heard the story? He sent me a link to this. Um, he said there's a, a news report that five children died in a house fire on Sunday night in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, the youngest of the victims was 17 months old. Tragic. The, the fire chief in the area said it's the worst um, house fire he's ever seen, fatal fires in South Bend history. You know, I saw a report too, not too long ago, about a, a mother and her three daughters who were just killed, I think, by their domineering husband or whatever it was. Oh, the neighbors that I saw, they were in this community, they said, I walk my dog here, it's such a, my kids were raised here. They couldn't believe it. Wow. I mean, whether it's fire, whether it's that insanity, um, yeah, let's pray for those souls, those victims, a horrible tragedy. And I think this one might actually be related to the Deacon Bob Ellis mm -hmm. story about the little twin that passed away. So sad. Um, Elizabeth wrote to us on Twitter. She said, please, please pray for my friends who just lost one of their five-week-old twins. They're grieving so much. Please pray for the protection of the living twin and that someday he'll understand. Mm. Uh, Patrick just clued me in on prayers for Bishop Mario Dorsonville of the diocese of uh, a diocese in Louisiana who died unexpectedly at 63 last week. Wow. Maureen from Illinois is praying for Leisha, her niece, 
who uh, I think had heart surgery last week, and she's also suffering from cancer. She would like to pray for all of those who are in surgery or recovering from surgery. Eric wrote to us and he said, I'd like to pray for the Catholics who support the culture of death or improper relationships. May the Holy Spirit send them the gift of wisdom. Wow. Steve wrote to us and said, I'm forwarding a prayer request for Caesar, a musician and youth minister and choir leader at Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Carmel, Indiana. He recently had two surgeries to remove flesh-eating bacteria. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. He says his kidneys are not functioning. Yikes. And lastly, uh, Pat, I'm not sure where she wrote this from, but she says for passage of the Human Life Protection Amendment. All right, we'll list all those up. Boy, and I think Al Crest, another Catholic broadcaster and an author that I knew, I think he lost a leg from a flesh-eating oh my. bacteria. I mean, it's it's pretty dangerous stuff. So let's just pray. Lord, thank you for the gift of health and for the for the senses and the abilities that you've given us. I pray for protection on them. I pray for anyone who right now is in a critical situation, Lord, with their health. So many of these intentions Maggie brought up, they're so serious. Lord, we pray especially for those who mourn. But let me sneak Lupe in here, too. She's in Southern California. Hi, Lupe. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I just want to ask, I want you guys to pray for me for my overall health and restoration of my health and worldwide peace and conversion in our families. Okay. You sound pretty distraught, Lupe. I'm sorry. You said you sound pretty distraught. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I've been staying in prayer a lot, but it's just a lot of things that have been overwhelming my son. He's in a heavy addiction. He just, yeah. he doesn't sleep all night. He's in and out, and he keeps me up, and I don't get enough rest, and I have health issues. All right. Well, let's do this, Lupe. Let's pray for you right now, okay? The Lord told St. Faustine, he says, I want the world to know. My infinite mercy. I love that. It's infinite. I love that word. He says, I want to give unimaginable graces to those who trust in my mercy. That's you. That's me. That's everyone who's praying with us right now. If we just trust in God's mercy, it's so simple. It's so childlike, isn't it? We just trust in his mercy. He promised that he would give us unimaginable graces. So let's take this difficult situation that you're in right now and all these issues that seem to surround us. And let's trust the Lord. Lord, thank you for that infinite mercy. Thank you for those unimaginable graces. We turn to you now with love and trust as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us. On us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Barbara is praying with us in Bayonne, New Jersey. Hey, Barbara, thanks for calling. Hi, hi, Drew. Hey. 
Am I on the air? You are, yes. Thank you oh, for okay. joining us. Oh, okay, Drew. Uh, I'm one of uh, prayers. I, I, I love your show. I'm listening, a long-time listening right. listener. I'm, I'm calling from prayers. My first cousin, Janet Bet- Betwinski, in Connecticut. She's in. The, she's a mother and grandmother. She's in intensive care now. She uh, About five months ago, she got a lot of illnesses, and her organs are shutting down. And the, her brother called today and said she had a heart attack today. So... Whether she lives or, or she should pass away today or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I, her children are around her and grandchildren and husband. And uh, it, for her to go peacefully in her sleep, because she's unconscious right now. Her name is Janet. She's a, a beautiful Catholic and beautiful mother and grandmother. And uh, prayers for her and for my family. I, I also want to say before I get off the phone, Drew, I, because I, you're talking about life, you know, babies and life. I worked for New Jersey State Children's Bureau. I want to tell these girls that, that take the option of adoption so they wouldn't abort their children. I worked for a couple of years for the, and when I was younger, you know, and I want to tell them they screen these people very well, and up to one year, they will go to the house unexpectedly. Yeah. And check on those children that they put up for adoption to make sure they're in a proper home. And they usually match them up to their skin color, religion, and and et cetera. So they shouldn't be afraid to give their children up for adoption if they have to do that. And and another option is they could put them in foster care Mm -hmm. until they're able to take care of their children. I want to say that so girls would not abort their children. You know well, what Barbara, I mean? First of all, let me just say thank you for yeah. saying that and thank you for what you do yeah. because I'm the recipient of a, uh, of a grandchild. My oldest son adopted. Uh, he fostered for a couple of years and was able yeah. to adopt that child. So it has brought so much joy into the Mariani family. You know, it has brought such joy, I know, into the, the child's grandmother too because she's well aware of the process and she's glad that it's in a good family. Um, and I said, any mother that right now, any woman who's pregnant, I mean, this is the best choice. I mean, if you can raise your child, if you can't, there's so many beautiful families who will give your child love. And God has created that child for a purpose. It's got a mission. God does not make mistakes. And Lord, I pray right now for all those pregnant mothers who are contemplating abortion. Again, I pray for an end to the culture of death. I do pray for those who are on their deathbed. And Barbara, before we pray, just something came to mind as we were praying. Make sure your friend has a scapular on if she doesn't, and make sure a priest is there for that final blessing if you could give her one. But but I pray for our all of these needs that have come in, in particular all those that we have in our hearts. You know those. And be merciful to us as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Judy is in San Diego, California. Hi, Judy. Hi, Drew and Maggie. 
Congratulations. Blessings on your baby. I want to pray for my husband who just had a heart transplant yesterday. And for the person that donated um, the heart and other organs to other people. It is such a blessing. It's been a long time coming and waiting 12 years. So um, I'm just grateful for them to offer him another chance at life. I'm so happy for you too. Because, you know, they're so good, these transplants. You know, your husband will take a little bit of time to heal, but boy, it's a real extension for life. But you're right. Let's thank God for those organ donors that are out there who have given that heroic gift. I want to pray for Father Rocky's brother. Uh, He was sharing with us just a couple hours ago that his brother was having open-heart surgery as well, I believe. So that just came to mind. Um, But we're praying for you. Judy, thank you so much. And we'll pray for all those who are waiting for vital organs uh, one of the great charisms of this chapel, we often talk about how the lost are found when we pray for them. They're missing, come back. Uh, organs, too. Organ donations. I mean, we have more testimonies of, of people who need a kidney transplant or a heart transplant or some other vital organ, and it comes through. So, Lord, I give to you right now, everyone that's on hold, my apologies for not being able to get you all on, but please join me tomorrow. I, I, but, Lord, you know their needs. You know their heart. You know every intention they have. I lift them up to you. I unite those prayers to all who are praying with me wherever they are. And as your children, we come to you with great faith and confidence, great trust and love. We thank you for the crosses of this life, but we also thank you for the answered prayers that are coming our way. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible. Please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady of Palestine. Pray for us. Our Lady Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. Oh, you martyrs, all you aborted children, all you holy innocents, pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Hey, I hope you can uh, stay with us. Um, maybe uh, a little bit later tonight, we're going to have Bishop, uh, the Bishop of St. Augustine on. Uh, and Maggie, you're going to be there as well? Uh, or are you, you off tonight for that? He's going to be leading the rosary? I, I will be uh, reading prayer and touches. All right. So Maggie, Father Rocky, and the wonderful Bishop of St. Augustine will be joining the Rosary Across America. What what a great, great day to go ahead and do that. And that's, uh, I think I think it's Excellency, uh, is it Eric uh, Polmeyer, uh, Patrick, is that right, Polmeyer? If I remember correctly. Um, we'll be more than, I'm going to join tonight, so we'll we'll. we'll um, pray together once again, if you can. Stay with me, though, because when I come back, I do want to talk um, about a pagan ritual. You might have heard a lot about Dave, uh, Davos, uh, that conference that just recently took place. Uh, we tell you what happened there, and then I want to talk COVID as well. There's some new news regarding COVID, everything from vasculitis to myocarditis to a whole litany of other things. Long COVID, maybe uh, somebody you know or love has that. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, I'll be stopping by. So we got a lot coming, coming up. If you want to join us and you're not in the range, download the app or go to the web, go to relevantradio.com and there you can stream the show. All right. I'll be back with that and a whole lot more. Stay with me. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani show. This hour is supported by Notre Dame federal credit union. Join the nation's largest Catholic oriented credit union and receive $200 when you add a direct deposit. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com slash join. That's NotreDameFCU.com slash join. The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object <laughs> all of them wholesale. Anyone not prepared to do that and take away this power of the unelected bureaucrats and give it back to the American people is unprepared to be part of the next conservative administration. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that was Kevin Roberts. He's the president of the Heritage Foundation. In fact, I think we have a little bit more audio. I'm going to play for you a little bit later. I'll share some more of that with you. I, I don't know if you follow any of this or not. Last week, uh, the elites of the world they gathered in Switzerland, a place called Davos, for the 53rd annual meeting of the World Economic Forum, the WEF. And the WEF says this. I want to quote their mission. They say their mission is, quote, Improving the state of the world by engaging business, political, academic, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Sounds relatively innocent, right? For a lot of people, you know, uh, what it really amounts to, though, is a group of uber-wealthy, ultra-wealthy people and world leaders who are really trying to orchestrate or control what's happening in the world. That's how some read this. Every, every year, you know, their hypocrisy gets shown up, even by groups like Greenpeace, because... You know, people often point out how the participants arrive in private jets and how much carbon, you know, they've emitted doing that. Some flying just 13 miles to get there. I mean, really, 13 miles? You'd be, get there quicker in a car, I would think. By the time you board a, you know, your private jet and land and get out, it puts a lot of carbon in the air. But of course, you know, all of the people who show up at Davos say that they're concerned, including our own John Kerry, who couldn't be bothered uh, by a reporter asking him how much carbon his plane Put into the air. 
Uh, what happens, though, is a lot of people sit around, they talk about big problems like hunger and pollution and climate. And what they're supposed to do is come up with solutions that can be applied to the real world. Instead, we're getting things like a woman from the Amazon, you know, she was some Amazonian tribe. She got up on stage and you should do a search for this on YouTube. I saw it. It's weird. Maggie's nodding her head. You probably shouldn't do a search for this, right? She she did a, a shamanic ritual. And it was part of the, the presentation entitled Climate and Nature, a Systematic Response is Needed. And she'd go up to the different people on stage. I watch it and she'd, she'd blow on them and just do some sort of weird ritual. I, I, I guess that means that nature worship is part of the systematic response. But as one Catholic priest I read, he says, what spirit? He raises this question. He says, what spirit is present at Davos, right? When you allow that type of stuff to happen. Meeting didn't go away. Well, it didn't go as smoothly as they had planned. Two presenters gave the elites a run for their money. One is Kevin Roberts. I told you to play a little bit more of what he had to say. He's the president of the Heritage Foundation. I was surprised they invited him, but he told them Straight up this, listen. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions the average person know based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. I love that. Yeah. Trust the science. You hear it all the time, right? Until it doesn't fit, you know, your, your narrative or your worldview. I hope we do trust the science. I hope science really is science. The other person who also spoke there was the Argentinian president, Javier uh, Malay. And, uh, he talked about, and, and Maggie, I know you heard all of this audio. He talked about, you know, the, the West is in danger from a lot of different sides, including other things, right, outside of climate change, like communism and socialism. Yeah, he, I was surprised. And abortion. He was invited, in fact. Um, yeah. And the clip that we have here is uh, you hear him speaking in the background and a translator speaking on top. 
So I hope I hope you can understand this first clip is about uh, warnings against socialism in the West. I say that the West is endangered. And I say this precisely because in those of our countries that should defend the values of the free market, private property, and the other institutions of libertarianism, sectors of the political and economic establishment, some due to mistakes in their theoretical framework and others due to agreed for power, are undermining the foundations of libertarianism, opening up the doors to socialism and potentially condemning us to poverty, misery, it should never be forgotten that socialism is always and everywhere an impoverishing phenomenon that has failed in all countries where it's been tried out. It's been a failure economically, socially, culturally, and it also murdered over a hundred million human beings. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that clip should be played over and over again. I think a lot of Americans should listen to that as they... Love to embrace these socialistic policies. Hey, I'm joined right now by Derek Morgan. He's the executive vice president of the Heritage Foundation. He's here to give us some perspective on what unfolded at the Davos uh, meeting and ultimately, you know, what comes from it and how it will affect you, how it will affect me. Derek, thanks for joining me and thanks for your patience. Good afternoon. Oh, my pleasure, Drew. Thanks for having me on. I've never been more proud to be part of the Heritage Foundation. Yeah, you guys are doing great work. That clip. Yeah, you know, great, great, great work. I, I love it. I mean, your your boss, Kevin Roberts, <laughs> I, I saw he responded to a statement from the panel's moderator that Donald Trump would make himself a dictator by saying it was impossible under uh, the American structure of government. I mean, what else did he have to say about that and, and what other points? And why did they invite him? I was surprised he was invited. We were, too. You know, we kind of thought it was an elaborate fishing attempt at first, <laughs> some kind of a joke. You're right. Uh, but we checked it out and uh, kicked the tires. They really want to hear from them. They had this panel that was about restoring trust and about what would happen if Republican, uh, if a Republican were elected president. And so this panel got into it. And uh, one of the panelists said that uh, questions of whether Donald Trump would be a dictator are quite legitimate. And Kevin just had heard enough at that point and said that's utterly ridiculous to uh, point the finger uh, as uh, to President Trump as a dictator when. Really, it's the policies coming out of the, the right. WEF and, and their uh, supporters around the world that are much more dictatorial. Yeah. And, and WEF is unelected, too, right? So, I mean, you take a look at this. At least, uh, you know, Trump's got a win election. And we saw what he did four years ago. You know, he he didn't run a dictatorship for the four years that he, he headed up the uh, the executive office. It's, it's just strange. I mean, how science is not science and some of these claims that are being made from very intelligent people. It always takes me back. How much do the ideas that are generated at this conference actually get put into actual practice? And has anyone that you're aware of tracked any of this? Unfortunately, uh, quite a bit. You know, if you look at the topics that are brought up, they are um, disseminated around the world to the elites in every country. Uh, there was a new poll that came out this week, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity put it out with uh, Scott Rasmussen. And it looked at what elites think about uh, these different issues. And did you know, so he defines it as making more than $150,000 a year and living in an area that's a highly dense population and you have a graduate degree. All right. So that's the elite uh, qualification. 77% of those folks support rationing gas, meat, and electricity to battle climate change. Wow. And you heard that in the clip you played of Kevin. That's kind of the yeah. top issue over there. Crazy. They're obsessed with it. And uh, really, it's all about control. Uh, 72% want to ban the internal combustion engine. 70% of these folks trust the government to do the right thing most of the time. And here's the really telling number, Drew. 
74% said that they uh, have better personal finances now than just a few years ago. Wow. Only 20% of voters could say that. Wow. So it's really elites that are living in a different world. And this is the time when they all gather together. It, it is true. Two different worlds. Totally. Explain, if you could, how they are able through this platform to control, to gain greater control. Well, you've got the audiences made up of a lot of folks in corporate America in particular. And then they had uh, dozens of, of uh, leaders of countries at this forum as well. And so this is, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Roberts has called it a sleepaway camp for globalists, yeah. which yeah. is uh, funny. Uh, but it's also, you know, fairly sinister. It's um, it, many of the panels are open, of course, and they're they're not even all that shy about what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, so if you listen closely, you can see that it's about uh, giving more power to government, to a professionalized managerial class mm. and squeezing out uh, the people, uh, whether it be in America or in other countries. And they, they look at some of these results and you can tell they're running scared. Right. They yeah. they had President Millet there. They had Kevin Roberts there. Yeah. They've seen what's happened in Italy and Paraguay and the Netherlands, Argentina, uh, many other places where they're seeing a backlash against these kind of controlling policies. And they're running a little scared and they ought to be. Yeah. You know, I, I, one of the big um, polluters in the world right now, of course, is China. And I think I think uh, I think Kevin also cited China as being one of the main source of the problems in the world today. And he said that he heard people in the front row gas. They're like, oh. Um, yeah. Why are they so dumbfounded? We, we know they open a coal plant, you know, one or two a week, right? We, we, we see the tensions in Taiwan. We, we know, uh, you know the type of totalitarian government that they have. Why the gas from the front row? You know, it's uh, there's a lot of money at stake. I think of uh, Ennis Canner Freedom. I'm not sure if you're aware of him. But, oh, sure. Uh, former NBA basketball yeah. player who stood up against the Chinese Communist Party. And for his troubles, uh, you know, was uh, denied a contract and kicked out of the NBA. Uh, if you attack uh, China, then you are closing the door on yeah. a huge amount of profit from a lot of these global corporations. And it's kind of calling them to account for the fact that they say they like liberal democracy and openness and all the rest. And then you point out China yeah. and it's like, oh, that's the issue that we must. That's the name that must not be said, you know. And so uh, I was glad that Kevin named them. Uh, it, it is the number one threat to America and to the free people everywhere, as Kevin said. And uh, we've got to call a, call it out as we see it. And the Chinese Communist Party is for control. Oh, you yeah. saw it during COVID. You see it in the way they treat their own people. And you see that they reach into the United States with their influence, even all the way to the NBA. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, my guest today, Executive Vice President of the Heritage Foundation, Derek Morgan. Derek, I have to take a quick pause. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more. If you want to join us, I only have Mr. Morgan for a short time, but the number to get in is 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Our conversation and your calls will continue right after this. The hope lives here. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, today we'd like to thank Vincent, who is listening in California, for donating his 1971 Chevy El Camino. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. Your life connected. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, if you're just joining us, it's good to be with you today. We are diving into a story that's making waves all the way from the snowy peaks of Davos, Switzerland. It's a 
bold stance taken by a very prominent American conservative leader, a man named Kevin Roberts. He is president of the Heritage Foundation. And uh, I love it. He was a voice of sanity at the World Economic Forum. And uh, he didn't just speak. He confronted these global elites that gathered with a, uh, a message that uh, I, I think it needs to be heard. That's why we're talking about it today. And uh, he came out and he said the next conservative administration in the United States has to outright reject the prescriptions of these elites, you know, these gatherings on key issues like climate change and immigration and this trans ideology. Uh, and he was very adamant that the, you know, the power you know, rested by unelected bureaucrats needs to be handed back to the American people. So I've invited today to join us um, the vice president, and it's great to have him in studio, or great to have him joining me today, Derek Morgan, the executive vice president of the Heritage Foundation. You can check them out at heritage.org. And uh, Derek, let's pick up on this issue of public safety and immigration as well. The U.S. has a very poor southern border. We know the problems of fentanyl and crime and a whole litany of other things. It's, it's not news to a lot of Americans, but so do a lot of other nations. I, I look at what's happening mm -hmm. uh, in France. I take a look at what's happening in Italy, the migration into to Europe from, from different places. It's pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty severe. What is the WEF saying and, and what has been the response to it? Well, you know, on, on the borders issue, uh, there's kind of a feel-goodism about it of uh, there really shouldn't be national borders. Everyone should be able to move wherever they want in this, this, that, and the other. And then if you're from a business standpoint, they look at it and say, good, great, it's cheaper labor. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and whatever the negative consequences are, if there's destruction of local communities, there's a lack of assimilation, that's, that's not going to affect the gated community that they live in, right? They can hop from five-star resort to five-star resort in any country in the world and be uh, divorced from all of that. But uh, a work, you know, we love immigrants. We want immigrants to come to the United States, for example, assimilate into our country. And uh, many do, but this open borders where we don't know who is coming in, it doesn't serve uh, the interest of the American people at all. But, you know, to look at it from a, a um, skeptic standpoint, it's cheaper labor for business and it's new voters for uh, left-leaning causes. So, it's uh, one of these examples of, of very misguided policy that's hurting the average voter uh, that they themselves are divorced from. And crime is the same way. Yeah. You've got George Soros, who's attended there in Davos before. He's funded uh, dozens and dozens, scores of what we call rogue prosecutors around the country. Uh, these are prosecutors who have basically taken money from uh, his foundation and other support networks and now are saying they're not going to prosecute things like shoplifting. Uh, and, and things of this nature. And it's really getting out of control to where nowadays you can't go into the uh, downtown parts of the city or even beyond uh, without facing uh, crime. And uh, we've just, we've got it that's affecting the average person, but it doesn't affect those who are in Davos. Yeah. Was climate change a big issue there? And every year it is, but these other issues that you're talking about here, migration and some of the other issues seem to have made a lot of waves this year. Um, where are they in terms of of climate? Yeah, uh, to them, it's it's an existential emergency that, uh, lo, and lo and behold, surprise, surprise, it should enable governments to take stronger measures with less accountability to the people. And so I gave you that um, statistic about, for example, banning uh, regular cars and forcing everyone to drive electric cars. And we're not just talking about, you know, a place uh, in some faraway uh, country, we're talking about California and nearly a dozen other states in the U.S. who now have a proposal 
to ban the internal combustion engine by 2035. Now, I think we're, uh, they'll have to relent because the American people are not going to abide by it. Uh, but it's it's a regulation that's out there that's right now. And so um, yeah. Kevin made the point that whatever problems we're going to have from a change in climate is actually pales in comparison wow. to not having reliable energy. Right. We saw that in Texas. We've seen it in California. We've seen it in Europe when they didn't have the energy they needed when there was a cold snap. You know, real people are affected when their electricity is cut off and they don't have the heating that they need. And that is going to hurt far many more people than climate uh, ever will. Yeah, my producer Maggie and I were talking a a little bit about ARC. I don't know if you've ever heard about that, the new coalition that Jordan Peterson set up to combat the policies of the WEF on the world. What do you know about that and and what kind of traction is it getting? We love the Alliance of Responsible Citizens. We helped to uh, organize a congressional delegation to go over there to the meeting in London, and we're fully in support of it. And it is kind of a bizarro Davos, if you will, uh, to where it's the opposite. It's uh, people who understand that free enterprise can provide opportunities and that trying trusting government to handle everything uh, is a recipe for disaster, as uh, that quote from uh, President Millay that you uh, played shows. Everywhere it's been tried, it leads to human misery. So we're all about self-governance and helping people to help themselves. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, one of the things, back to, to Mr. Roberts for, for a moment, he talked about the, uh, the, the World Health Organization, right? They're pushing yeah. this gender ideology. Um, I also learned, I think, uh, this week that the head of the organization wants a treaty between its members to prepare for what they call Disease X, um, mm-hmm. w- what do you know about that? And should that be a concern for Americans? Absolutely, it should be. You know, uh, we saw the way that uh, central governments around the world, including some in our own states, were uh, using uh, COVID as an excuse to shut churches, to shut uh, businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the decisions then were just head scratching as to why, uh, you know, the big box store was open, but the right. church was closed. Uh, so we have to be on our guard. And, and this uh, business with gender ideology is so upsetting, and it just shows you really the hypocrisy because it's it's nothing short of colonialism and imperialism, really. That's so true. It's, uh, it's a lot of these very left-wing governments that are trying to force uh, more conservative traditional societies, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa and in Latin America and other places, right. to uh, to – except uh, the fact that somebody could change their sex from male to female or female to male. Uh, It's just, it's not in accord with science. It's not in accord with the truth. It's not good for human flourishing. In fact, it's a horrible practice that you think about the mutilation that's happening and the lies that they're trying to force everyone to accept. And, and they're doing this from their uh, from the World Health Organization. And it's just, it's got to be stopped. Well, keep up your good work. We're grateful for what the Heritage Foundation does. And I know people can follow you at uh, heritage.org. Great resources there. Derek, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. You got it. That's Derek Morgan, Executive Vice President of the Heritage Foundation. Your news and headlines are straight ahead. I'll be back on the other side. There's some new developments regarding COVID, long COVID, vasculitis, so much more. We'll break it all down for you when I return.